right, everybody, we're back again, uh, this time on a Wednesday night. Matt Wadley, Tom Eisenberg on the All Netteroff podcast. Um, pretty eventful day in the NBA. I think everybody knows that. Of course, James Harden going to Brooklyn is a, a huge deal. So, Tom, what are your initial thoughts? You know, we'll walk through the trade one by one because I think when we got the tweets, it was a little scattered. So, just your initial thought of James Harden going to Brooklyn, regardless of the Packers, what do you think? Uh, I mean, we kind of knew this was happening, like, for a while. Ever since he requested the trade, he said he wanted to go to Brooklyn. Like, we've all seen the Photoshop jerseys already. We've seen, like, the trade scenarios and stuff. So, I think that kind of, like, lessened the surprise. Like, I think if it was, like, not Brooklyn or Philly, if it was, like, any other team, it would have been like, oh, my God, whoa. Like, but this was kind of, like... You know, we could have seen, we saw this coming like in November, basically. Um, what actually ended up transpiring, I think, was more surprising because it's more than just Harden and the Nets. Uh, there's some other things that I definitely didn't see coming, like the Pacers and the Cavs being a part of this is like super surprising. Right, I agree. Um, in the off season, we knew it was going to be Brooklyn or Philly that ended up with Harden, so uh, it didn't surprise me that Brooklyn got him, but. Looking at the looking at the trade details, like uh, what do you think of everything? Everybody involved. Actually, I wanted I wanted you to go first. I want you to give me your initial like grades for every team because I I wrote an article on this. It came out a few hours ago, so I want to hear what your thoughts are before I share mine. In case like they're different, I want to like influence you. All right, you're good. Um. I mean, the Nets, I want to give this an A because they're right in championship contention even more than they already were. So uh, from the Nets' perspective, they traded away a lot of pieces, but to get a guy like James Harden, you don't have that opportunity very much. So that's a, that's obvious, right? It's an A. Uh, yeah, I think I also gave them an A. From the Rock, you have an A also? Let me check. Uh, yeah, I gave them an A. Yeah. From the Rockets' perspective... Man, this one's tough because they did get all the depot. Uh, Dante Exum isn't going to do much. And they got three firsts from Brooklyn and then another first. So four first in total and then four first-round pick swaps. I mean, that's a big haul, but at the same time... It could have been Ben Simmons. It, it could have been Ben Simmons. And I think... Like, I don't have just Ben Simmons in that hole than all those picks. Right, that's definitely true. I mean... Uh, I would like. I just rather have Ben Simmons, and he was on the ball. Like the the Rockets, they they chose this. <laughs> do you think that it had anything to do with Daryl Morey, and they just didn't want to trade James Harden to Philadelphia because of that? Maybe I have no idea. Like I give this a D plus for the Rockets. This was terrible. <laughs> like, I agree. I mean, they had to trade him. Yeah, but if. If Ben Simmons was even a potential option, which it seems like he was, like you trade for Ben Simmons. All reports say that he was. Like Sham said, Philly was like offering, giving pitches around Ben Simmons. <laughs> so, I, I mean, uh, it was a little perplexing for the Rockets, and maybe they just. It seemed like obviously they were in a rush to get it done after everything that happened last night and the whole press conference. But yeah, this doesn't seem like a good deal at all for. The Rockets, I mean, four first is good, but who knows where they're going to draft? Who knows who they're going to get? So it's, I mean, I don't know. 
I, like I don't most know of these picks are going to be nothing. Most of them are going to be nothing. Maybe two of them are really good. But, like, so you get two. And even just having a good pick doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? Number one picks bust. Like, you don't. So I think this is bad. All people's a free agent. What if he leaves? Like, this would be terrible. Like, I don't know how you do this trade and you don't get back, like, a solid, like, piece in return. Something where like, oh, we can build around this. They didn't get any of that. Right. And Tyrese Maxey was, like, a rumored uh, potential guy going to Houston if they trade him to Philly. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the Rockets are doing. The only thing I can think of is that they didn't want to give him to Philly because Maury is there. But still, you want to get the best player you can for trading a top player like James Harden anytime you can, yeah. right? When teams do petty stuff like that, like it always bites them in the ass. Like when Greg Popovich wouldn't trade with the Lakers, so he wouldn't give Kawhi to them for like Ingram and Randall and stuff. And he ended up with DeRozan, Pirtle, and the 29th pick in the draft. Like that was a terrible trade. <laughs> Right when they Dell Dumps was being super petty and he wasn't gonna trade with the, and these are all like Laker examples, but this is just recent ones that I can think of. Like Dell Dumps, he wouldn't trade with Magic, so like he he could have gotten like all the Lakers young guys, all the picks. Uh, Solomon Solomon Hill's contract would have been getting off the books because the Lakers would have taken that, and he rejected that, and he ended up getting a worse offer. It was still pretty good, but it, it wasn't as good as the one at the deadline. So when you right. act like that and you don't make deals for you know non basketball reasons, like you get the worst end of it. No, for sure. And, I mean, obviously, we don't really know if that's why. Maybe Philly didn't want to trade Harden, but, I mean, I mean, uh, Simmons, but all the reports. No, they did. They, did. they definitely did. It, it seems like he was part of the deal, so it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, earlier today, I expected him to go to Philly. It, yeah, like, I, I was, like, tweeting about it. I was like, oh, yeah, he's a sixer, right? Like, they're offering Simmons, like, Brooklyn can't top that. And they didn't. This offer sucks. This trade was bad. And I think Mark Stein – tweeted out that Philly was like the front runner and like he was destined to go to Philly and then just Brooklyn hops in and pulls it off. So, I mean, again, this is a huge gift for Brooklyn, regardless of what happens with Kyrie, like Harden and Durant together is, is scary. I mean, if Kyrie is like not playing with them, like if he sits out the season, like this team isn't doing anything. Right. I agree. Um, they have no I mean, depth, and they're just a worse version of what they were before, you know? like that. Because then it's – Harden's better than Kyrie, right? But then you lose all those other pieces. So, like, no, that's – if Kyrie isn't there, they're not doing anything. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think Kyrie – I think he'll get over whatever issues he's having. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I hope so because as a three-man, you know, Kyrie, Harden, and Durant, I've been wanting to see them play for a long time because – it's exciting. I mean, maybe super teams kill the NBA, but it's exciting to see people gunning like that. And, I mean, the East just got way more crazy. But, I mean, I think Brooklyn is – if Kyrie comes back, they're the runaway favorites at this point, right? No. What? You don't, you don't think so? No, definitely not. I don't even know if they're going to make it out of the East. Runaway favorites. No. Nah, I mean, like- I- Oh, I'm talking about from the East win the finals. I don't see them being the Lakers, but I, I still like, don't think they're running with. I mean, maybe, maybe they're favorites, but like they, there's no defense on this team at all. And after Joe Harris, like all the rest of the players are just not good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it all depends on 
you know, Kyrie, and it's just going to be interesting to see how. Uh, we'll see how it fits, right? It's like three ISO players with one ball, right? I know that's kind of like simplistic thinking because it mm-hmm. tend, these things tend to work, but not necessarily, right? Kyrie and KD, these are, there already seems to be like those chemistry issues there. Throwing James Harden out of shape, James Harden into this mix. I don't know. There's, I just see more ways this can go wrong than go right. Yeah, th- that was my initial thought in the offseason, too, if they got uh, James Harden was, like, the chemistry thing. Um, we'll see what happens. Hands full with everything going on in Brooklyn. So, adding James Harden, he just got more to his plate for a guy that's never coached before. So, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they go on. But um, Let's talk about the other two teams in this trade. Yeah. So, the Pacers, they gave – obviously, they gave the Rockets all depot, and they got Karis LeVert in a second-round pick. I'm kind of conflicted about this because part of me is like, okay, now you don't have to worry about paying Oladipo because Oladipo was going to want, you know, like a max. And Her- Levert makes about half that, a little bit more. He's like $17 million a year. Depot was going to get like 30 probably. And they get a second-round pick, which is kind of worthless. But Levert's a little bit younger. He's like two years younger. And he brings mo like he's like 90% of Oladipo on offense and like 0% of Oladipo on defense. But so – I kind of like it for the Pacers because it's like more long-term security and youth, but they lose their ceiling for this season is lower. I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I was really surprised when I read Oladipo's name going to the Rockets, yeah, and then the Levert going to Indiana. It just seems so random, right? Like, I don't know why they. Yeah, it was probably a money thing for Indiana, but I mean, I don't know. Levert's not going to replace Oladipo fully, so um, I don't know. This one's hard for me to grade. I'm going to just give it – I'll give it a C just because, like, they didn't give up a lot. Of, they didn't give up anything except Oladipo. So, I mean, just yeah. Oladipo for Levert straight up is it's not a bad deal. I think I think it's okay because, like, again, like, Oladipo, like, he's good. But, like, is he worth a max? I don't think so. I think the Levert contract is better. So – you know, I think this is solid. Maybe, like, what if all people, like, you know, those rumors about him, like, wanting to leave were true, right? So if he was just going to leave anyway, this is a great trade. Yeah, that's true. And then, I mean, <laughs> if he's going to leave, then he's going to leave Houston, right? Or I guess we don't know that, but. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he wanted to leave Indiana. It doesn't mean he necessarily wants to leave Houston. Right. If he Houston, that's a disaster for them. <laughs> I think the biggest winners of the trade is honestly the Cavs. Because they gave up a Milwaukee Bucks first-round pick, which is worthless because they're going to win, like, you know, 50 games. And then a second-round pick, Dante Exum, who barely played for them and sucked. And they got Torian Prince, who's he's fine. You know, he's making, like, $12 million this year and next year. But he can shoot threes, and, you know, he can play some small forward for them. And they've had a lot of injuries, so he can fill in some of that depth. And they get Jared Allen. And I think Jared Allen's really good. He's one of, like, five players averaging a double-double and 1.5 blocks this season. And he's the only one that's make, shooting over 60% from the field doing it. He's shooting 68% from the field this season. He's been amazing. He's also, also only playing 26 minutes a game. So, like, that production and that like those limited minutes is, is absolutely crazy. And they got him for basically nothing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Cleveland definitely, I mean – they just hopped in and they got Jared Allen and Prince. I mean, especially with all their injuries. Um, the only thing is Jared Drummond, like, but yeah, like you said, I love Jared Allen. He's a great player. He's up and coming center. So 
the Cavs the Cavs stole basically stole these players for for nothing. So I mean, they just hopped in just to supplement the trade a little bit, and they got the best end of the deal. Besides, obviously, the Nets getting Harden, but I mean, yeah, the Cavs definitely came out on top of this much more than the Rockets and the Pacers. So um, good job to the Cavs getting a couple really good players. I mean, Prince, it, I'm not gonna say he's really good, but He's a serviceable player that can do a lot of things. So he's, he's better gonna... than Exum. Oh, for sure. I mean, Exum yeah. was a top ten pick, and then he just fizzled out and never really did anything. He so. was the fourth pick, and he got injured a lot, and he became nothing. Right. Um, yeah, the Cavs have a logjam at center, right? They just released Thon Maker because they don't want to have four centers. So now they have Drummond, Allen, and McGee. Uh, I imagine one of Drummond or McGee will not be there at the end of the season. I think they're going to try to move Drummond, and if not possible, then they'll probably just end up buying out McGee. Yeah, that's probably the most likely one. Um, yeah, probably run Drummond and Allen this season and then let Drummond walk in the summer. Yeah. I mean, forward, you have Allen with Garland and Sexton. Like, that's a nice three-man group to build around. And then they got Oka. As a Carl, like, so now they've got, like, a good defensive front court to go with this scoring backcourt. Just Cleveland is like starting to take shape, which is nice because for a while they were just kind of since LeBron left, they were just kind of like this mess of I don't know what's going on here. And now I kind of feel like I understand their direction. They still have love though for I think does he have only one more year after this or two? I can't remember, but yeah, I always maybe this year he'll get moved finally, but I, I'm not sure. He has next year and another year. So 2023 is when he's a free agent. So they got a long time with him. Yeah, this trade's crazy. And, I mean, on the surface, you know, I, my mind just immediately goes to Brooklyn's depth. So, I mean, they already lost Dinwiddie for the year, right? Yeah. that's That, man, now that makes a big, right, big difference. I think before it was, like, a little more minor because it was, like, how much is he going to play with, you know, Kyrie? Now, like, it's huge because – can you imagine if they still had Dinwiddie too? Like that, that would be insane. I mean, they'll have him next year, but yeah, for this year's playoffs, right? Like that, that really hurts because you really only have four reliable players, and the fourth one is Joe Harris. So it's just tough. I mean, again, the depth, depth, depth tends to get overrated, especially in the playoffs, because you're playing your starters most of the game. Like, Durant, Durant, Harden, Kyrie, you know, they're going to play, like, 40 minutes a game in the playoffs. So, if they're healthy, they'll probably be fine in terms of that. I just worry about their defense because I think you're not going to be able to get stopped anywhere. Right? Kyrie isn't stopping anyone. Harden's not stopping anyone. Durant's not stopping anyone. Joe Harris isn't stopping anyone. Jordan, you know, he's washed. He looks washed. I just – I think it's going to be just a cakewalk scoring on them. Defending them is a whole other story, though. So – Right, I, I saw a tweet earlier that said uh, the Nets are going to lose 170 to 169. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> they're going to give up a ton of points, but they have the potential to score a ton of points. So, I mean, I think it's evident that you need to play some kind of defense to win the title, right? Yeah, I think almost like every champion like in the past 30 years has been a top 10 defense. So, um. Uh, it'll be at least has, like elite defenders, right? Like the only like exceptions here are like the 2018 Warriors and like uh, the second and third Laker teams in the three peat with Shaq because those teams were kind of like coasting. 
but we knew what they really were, right? And they were top 10 type defenses. This next team just isn't. So I, I really can't see them winning the title unless they add more defensive pieces. Because if you can't get stops, like when your shot isn't falling, you're screwed. Yeah, that that's it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they do like uh closer to the deadline and maybe play with the buyout market a little bit. Uh but I don't really know what they can do to improve the defense and improve the depth that much. Like I understand you got James Harden and that's a huge deal. But you gave away like a bunch to get Harden. So you just depleted your entire bench and Levert's been starting with Kyrie gone and then Durant gone. Like he was the starter for them for a good amount of years. So it's tough. It's tough to say like how Brooklyn's going to turn out, of course, especially with the Kyrie uh, situation. But if they pan out a little bit, you know, they're going to be scary offensively. So. Yeah. I mean, they'll definitely be good. They'll, they'll, they'll be good. Like in general, I'm not really worried about that. Do I, are they going to make it out of the East? I don't know. I still like lean the Bucks. And, you know, Miami, Philly, those teams are still really good, too. And Boston, Indiana as well. If any of those teams made the finals, it wouldn't really surprise me. Um, but I don't, I don't understand picking the Nets as your finals favorite right now. Yeah, I mean, just on, you know, just Kyrie, Harden, and Durant together is scary because each of them can drop 30 a night, basically. So what other team has three guys that can just drop 30 points? The Lakers, to a lesser yeah. Guy, right? I mean, their third guy isn't isn't Kyrie, but Schroeder and Harrell, like they're they're great offensive players still, right? That's I mean, defense. Yeah, if the Nets get to the finals, they're not going to beat the Lakers, barring some kind of injury or just like a collapse by the Lakers. But I mean, the Lakers are still the favorites to win the finals, so. The thing is, right, also, is that we don't know if Harden, Durant, and Kyrie can coexist. Not even in terms of, like, a chemistry thing, because that's completely unpredictable. But just in terms of, like, on the court, like, are they going to be able to, like, do the thing where they they take turns or do some ball movement actions and stuff? Like, I I don't know what they're going to do, right? Like, Steve Nash, he's a rookie coach, right? I don't trust him to figure it out. Maybe he will, but they're just basically a complete unknown at this point, because even Kyrie and KD have only played, like, five or six games together. And now they're just adding hard and all of a sudden, like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what to expect. Um, I could be wrong, but do you think this is a panic move by Brooklyn? They're just panicking because they're in win now mode? Uh, I think they're panicking because they don't know if Kyrie, what the hell is going on with him. I think Kyrie was playing this whole time and he was staying there. That maybe, no, ah, ah. part of me wants to say that if Kyrie was like still there, like nothing was weird was going on, that they wouldn't do this, but I think they made the same offer a few months ago. Yeah, I mean, this similar package is floated around for. Like, what a what if Kyrie just like you know he's just like oh yeah I'm not playing this season, you know? And if they didn't do the Harden trade like and Harden wasn't Philly like they'd be screwed. <laughs> yeah, that's at, cool. at least now if Kyrie like retires or something, not that I think he will, but if he does somehow do that, then at least you still have that duo, and you would get the cap space back from the Kyrie contract, so you'd be able to do stuff. Yeah, I just, I just want to throw one tidbit in there that I think is a little funny is that uh, Mike D'Antoni is an assistant coach for the Nets, so Harden and D'Antoni. Yep. Are like either way, he was going to either go back with Maury and Dwight Howard or Mike D'Antoni. 
I forgot that he was an assistant coach, and I was watching the Nets game, and I was like, that's Tim Tony next to Steve Nash, which is ironic in itself. So it's just, I mean, yeah, it's just funny to me. But um, Yeah, that is pretty funny. It, it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't know. Like, it's weird. It, it, to be honest, it's weird because the Nets just depleted a bunch of guys to get James Harden. So, you know, from the Nets' perspective, hopefully it works out for them, but at the same time, I kind of hope it doesn't. So it'll be interesting to see going forward. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on this situation. And uh, hopefully Kyrie comes back because, you know, I love Kyrie as a player. I don't know what's going on with him right now, but hopefully he comes back sooner than later and uh, we get to see this Nets team with these three guys together finally. So it'll be interesting. Yep. Crazy trade. I did, I definitely didn't see this trade happening today, like a few days ago. No, I, last night when I saw Harden's press conference, I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad today. Like, John Wall and Boogie Cousins came out, so. Yeah, DeMarcus was mad. Yeah. I mean, after last night, I knew. Like, you could tell by Harden's body language in the game. Like, he's just like. Yeah, after last night, it was over. But before last night, right, like, it seemed like Harden was giving it a chance. Yeah. I mean, you, you lost to the Lakers twice, and maybe that's what did him in at the end. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. So uh, we'll stay tuned on the situation, and uh, we'll catch you guys over the weekend for another episode of the podcast and to recap this uh, crazy week in the NBA. So thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.